All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a uh, Thursday night. Uh, Paul, these these things are hilarious. All right. <laughs> Come on. We're not ready for that story yet. We'll do that in a little bit. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. On Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 470, 1029. On Samsung TV+. Plus. All the lo- all the socials, I should say. Um, make sure you get on there. Make sure you find us on Getter. Get the Getter feed. Jump in the chat. Say hello. Uh, while you're there, you can also, of course, say hello to Paul Nolan, who's here, going to be doing some news. How are you, Paul? I'm good, buddy. I was just over there at the studio. I spent, I did like three hours of sports today, and uh, I had now almost two hours and fifteen minutes to kill. So I figured I'd actually go home and eat a hot meal. <laughs> and instead of driving forty minutes back out there, I decided to do it from here. But I'm glad to be with the audience. Glad to be with you guys. Yeah. And, and thank uh, you for. Thank you for fill, fitting us into your busy, busy schedule. Your schedule. But the least I could do for the little people. <laughs> and again, save save the evil Bond voice for later when we talk about this Nord Stream right. 2 thing. Because that's going to be hilarious. Uh, David Zier is also here. David Zier is here. David Zier. Hello, hello. How are you? Uh, very well. Thank you very much. Thanks for uh, spending some time <laughs> with us. We appreciate it. Yes, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Of course, uh, of course. If you're not familiar with David's work, well, then uh, you should be uh, beaten. Um, <laughs> you can check him out every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. right here on Real America's Voice. His show, Breaking Point. What is going on this uh, this Saturday's show, David? Um, well, I have a really good show. I think uh, I will be in Detroit starting 4 p.m. live coverage, 4 p.m. Eastern in Detroit, uh, specifically Warren. Michigan. Uh, it's going to be a great night. I'll be interviewing our, our very own former co-host, Tudor Dixon. Very uh, good. love very much. And Running she's right on the heels of uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, she's only like four points behind in one poll. And Whit- Whitmer is $27 million and Tudor has two and a half. <laughs> so Tudor's doing some damage over there. Uh, and then Matt DiPerno will be speaking. He's the Republican nominee for attorney general over there. And um, I think it's Dana Nesson over there. You know, these people are nuts in Michigan. So we oh, need yeah. some Republicans in there. I think uh, Christina Karama running for secretary of state. Yeah, she's uh, great. To, uh, you know, help protect the election process. I believe, and John James uh, running in the newly formed 10th Congressional District. So that's fun. And uh, really quick on my show Saturday uh, at 8 a.m. Um, Eastern Time, I have Darius Mayfield running in New Jersey's 12th Congressional District. Great candidate. Right. I got the guy, uh, Yuri Dashevsky. He's uh, oh, you East, got Yuri? a Russian. <laughs> he's a Russian immigrant. He's running against Hakrim Jeffries, who's completely crazy, who called oh, DeSantis a human trafficker. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's for an open border, so it doesn't make sense. And then I have uh, Derek Kinney. Uh, he's a great author of The Good Many Revolution about the Dow Claps and uh, Nord Stream 2 and Energy markets. Great guy. And I have Tim Sharp, who was thrown off the ballot mysteriously in Florida, who just hired Harmeet Dillon, uh, who's very close with Trump in California to represent him. Um, so we got an exciting show. Sounds like it. And you got a busy weekend up ahead. We got a busy show tonight. A lot of stuff to get to. The first thing we should acknowledge, though, is everybody affected by the hurricane, Hurricane Ian, which, of course, hit landfall um, yesterday and into today as well throughout the state of Florida. Uh, everybody on the way, uh, you know, uh, I used to live in Fort Myers. Fort Myers was a direct hit. 
along with Bonita Springs, Estero, uh, Punta Gorda, Cape Coral. That whole area there really, oh really Lord. took it on the chin. Naples as well. Um, just devastating, devastating um, results from this uh, the storm that came through. And, you know, you see some of the footage on there. And, and believe it or not, you know, you always hear about, and Damon mentioned it yesterday. Oh, oh they, they had a, a shark sighting in the street and you know what uh, it's true you know after years of you know people debunking it somebody actually filmed it look there you go there is actually a shark swimming in front of somebody's house <laughs> that tells you the magnitude yeah. of this storm and, and how much water came pouring up wow. over the beaches and into the uh, in, into the land into the uh, over the coast of florida it's just it's just insane and there are early reports, uh, unconfirmed reports from some of the sheriffs down in that area, Lee County especially, of a, a few hundred they're estimating that could be dead. There, there, there are no confirmed numbers. I think, I think uh, uh, Gio, you said there was at least 12 confirmed, according to one news outlet? Yeah, I think it was a Palm Beach uh, Post reported a dozen. I mean, that's just confirmed, obviously. Yeah. We know that as this continues to unfold, there will be much higher count yeah and especially when you see some of the footage some of the uh you know the, the video that people were shooting who were there who were on the ground whether it be the news or they were just you know riding out the storms you saw some some strange stuff some you know some people not making wise choices it's you know this is they told you not to mess around and to see some people stuck in cars it, it makes you scratch your head like yeah you, you, you got to listen. You got to pay attention because water is probably the most people don't understand. They, they think, well, it's just a big wave. Remember, we saw the, the de devastating effects. And Paul, you lived it too with with uh, Hurricane Sandy, Superstorm yeah. Sandy. It wasn't the storm itself. It was the day later when that surge came and it just wiped everybody out in terms of their homes. Yeah, and there was a full moon tide, right? Yeah. To boot. Yeah. Yep, Sandy. It was a high tide. Oh, and then, uh, um, you know, I was watching Weather Nation, turn off the Weather Channel, watch Weather Nation. Uh, it was really great today, the coverage. And uh, it was amazing how much flooding took place in Daytona on the other side of the yeah. state. Uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, gives you an idea of the magnitude of the storm sweeping across the state, you know, heading from the southwest Florida to northeast Florida. Um, you know, and it's just amazing the consequences of some of these people. You know, it's it's it. it, it Breaks your heart to see some of their stuff that lost, but I'm sure they're much, much, you know, they appreciate the fact that they and their families are safe. Houses can be rebuilt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. And um, it looks like it's going to hit Charleston, but as a cat one or two, probably, right? So we know the devastating effects. I forgot which hurricane it was when you had all those thousands of boats thrown onto the land in Charleston back in the 90s. I don't know if it was Andrew or the one at one, one of the big ones after. Uh, but they got hit hard years ago. Right. And and like I said, Paul, you understand the, you know, that's a firsthand effect of that water damage wow. and what it can do. That's just, that's amazing. Though. Look at that. I mean, that's just, I mean, you can't even imagine the amount of money, you know, that this going to cost to, to repair the infrastructure. And, and not only, you know, money, you just all, the, so the, all the people, you know, displaced and all the hunger and all the, you know, homelessness that'll follow. This is, this is rough. Yeah, and and the time it's going to take for rebuilding, 
you know, you know, we, we kind of make that, you know, we see those people, uh, they live through a tornado. It's like, well, you know, we're alive, but we're going to rebuild. And, and yeah, that, that's the kind of fortitude you kind of need when something like this happens is okay. You know what? I'm alive. My family's alive. We're, we're, we're in good shape. Yeah. The house took a hit or this took a hit and we lost our cars, but we can rebuild. And, and that's basically the, you know, the American, uh, spirit the fortitude that usually really comes out on display when things like this happen yeah you know you hope this transcends politics you hope people just put it put it aside for a little while man yeah, give us yeah. a break good, good luck with just that give one, us Paul. give us a right now right just give us a break you know like you know when when sandy hit you know south shore long island is different than the north shore i think most of us on long island understand that everybody like rolled their sleeves up. Everybody helped everybody. Didn't matter if it was, you know, if you didn't know the neighbor, everybody dug in, every right. able-bodied hand helped everywhere they could. And, um, you know, you just feel so different now, you know, like if the 9-11 were all together and, you know, the country was great and nationalism wasn't a four-letter word. And, you know, you just kind of hope that, just give us a break, guys. Please don't don't tell us how your Prius stopped this thing from being a cat five, right? right? Don't tell me that my muscle car is the reason for this. I'm just so sick of being bullied by the, by the bastards in the media. So just lay, lay off for a little while. Yeah, and uh, Naples and Fort Myers got hit extremely hard. Uh, you know, our RAV mod, uh, our RAV our producers are, are saying right now online, you know, Naples, such an extraordinary, beautiful area. Yeah. In Fort Myers, the home of so many retirees. And, you know, Paul um, and, and Rick, you know, we're here on Long Island. I mean, about a third of the houses from, you know, Patchog to uh, Long Beach near the city had to be raised, yeah. right? With uh, yeah. My mother's uh, house was one of them. Yeah, my extraordinary. My mother essentially lost her home in Sandy. My dad was really sick at the time. And, you know, it was, it was rough, you know. You know, it was, it was, it was rough. I mean, it you know, watching everything get, you know, beautiful antiques. My mom, you know, I, I don't want to get into it, but it, it, it's it's everyone differently and it hits everyone the same. I remember Hurricane Gloria in 1985. Uh, I was working with the Civil Air Patrol. We used to do like, you know, search and rescue training and stuff. And um, I was in the call center in the Suffolk County jail in the basement and the oh. prisoners were making us bologna sandwiches and I was 15 <laughs> years old and, uh, you know, the calls that were coming in was so horrible. You know, people were hurt. People were asking for help. Right. And, you know, Long Island suffered greatly in Hurricane Glory. We had the breach in the Great South Bay. Uh, so many homes lost and, yeah. uh, it's not. And then what was it? Bob in 38 was bad on Long Island too, I think. So. You know, yeah, I wasn't around for that one. I, I missed <laughs> on. that one there, David. I thought you were. 1938. If it makes it up to us where it juts out off the coast, man, it's usually cranking by then. You know, yeah. like it picks up steam up the coast. So, Yeah, it picks up all steam. that water. It picks up all that, all that strength. And, and again, you know, like I mentioned, I lived in Fort Myers for a couple of years. That was my first uh, full-time radio jo oh, job wow. down at uh, 96K Rock out of Fort Myers. And Beautiful it was... Uh, and I remember the area and, you know, there, there was a lot of, it was starting to start to come up, but there was still a little, a lot of wide open area. Then I went back about 10, 12 years later. I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, it was, there were houses and, and complexes everywhere. So I could just imagine the devastation again, when you're running from, from, uh, what do you call it? Naples. And you run that, that, uh, that road, I forget it's what it's called. Uh, I think it was 41. You take it all the way up. You could take it all the way up the coast. And 
it's just that's where all the growth was happening because people were coming down from the Northeast and like, hey, you know what? It's yeah. cheap here. It's nice. It's not, you know, it wasn't as built up as the East Coast. And uh, you had a lot of people transfer down there. And you can imagine, you know, especially those, you hear some of them just moved down there in the last year. And like all of a sudden they've lost everything. I, I was always told that, you know, Marco Island was like this barrier. So the hurricanes yeah. didn't affect, but it looks like Marco Island took a big hit too. Yeah. And the homes there are extraordinary. So they're copy, pro, coming home to horrific yeah, My buddy damage. lives there. He was trying to get me to like, look at condos there before crypto crash, of course. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's talk about that for another time. But uh, he loves Marco Island. Swears, just swears it's, it's paradise. Well, yeah. hopefully it still is. Yeah, well, you know what? All our best to everyone down there. Um, you know what? They will recover. They will build back. And, uh, you know, you got a great governor making sure that the people down there are getting everything that they need. And hopefully uh, hopefully they can, they can pull it back as quickly as possible. Uh, uh, a strange thing also happened real quick. Uh, cut number five. G, check this out. Jim Cantori almost got struck by lightning covering the storm. All right, let's get Watch this. Oh my God! Yeah, and it was right then he ended his. He's like, "Well, my segment's done. Uh, that does. That just about does it for me. I'm a wrap." And uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he did much more after that. Crazy stuff. Again, Florida, we're, we're thinking about you. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. We'll be back. All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Thursday night. Paul Nolan is here. He's got some news. David Zier is here doing what David Zier does. We appreciate you taking the time and joining us again. Catch his show, Breaking Point, Saturday morning at 8 a.m. right here on Real America's Voice. Plus, he'll be at the uh, at the big uh, at the big rally. Yeah, right? 4 p.m. Eastern uh, Saturday. Uh, Trump coverage. Uh, our very own uh, Tudor Dixon running for governor. It'll be very exciting. It'll be an and, action-packed uh, Saturday. Yeah, starting Michigan at 4 p.m. is important. Very yeah, very important. very important. Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, you name it. Yeah, and I was talking about the Attorney General and the uh, Secretary of State being crazy. Uh, one of our uh, Getter followers said, we're not all crazy here in Michigan, so I didn't mean you. <laughs> no, not the people that watch us. Yeah, no, we're the good The people we're that the watch us are lunatics. The other people are crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and we mean that in the best way. Yes. Uh, real quick, uh, Paul, you had, hey, uh, you had something that caught your eye out of Philadelphia, correct? Yeah, well, they're calling it Philadelphia now. Um, I saw one story that said Pennsylvania had almost 700, but the um, this is the uh, latest, according to the uh, controller.philadelphia.gov. Uh, to date, there have been 401 homicides in 2022, a 1% decrease from 2021. Now, I saw another report saying there was almost 700 murders. But that could have been maybe they like you know how they love to zoom in and out and make the numbers look better for themselves. It says that there was also uh, 1,470 uh, non-fatal shootings, uh, and now Philadelphia is now being called Philadelphia. So um, you know the stories I'm seeing that they're all the numbers are all over the place. But I saw a clip uh, today that just showed another one of those 
on the scene guy walking down all through the streets and it was like a zombie apocalypse. I, I actually I saw it on Carrie Lake's page and it was it's just unbelievable how many people just doped up, hopeless, helpless, like night of the living dead looking. It it's 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 abhorrent. It's disgusting and these politicians are so detached from reality. It makes me sick. Yeah. Gee, what's As that, matter of fact, 12? what'd you say? Gee, cut 12, you got it? Yeah. We all have to work together. And the reality is that we have been more and effective. And you are a reformed district attorney. Everybody, everybody in the country knows that. But maybe it's not working. It is working. The reality is <laughs> there are a thousand people killed in 20 months. The, it is working. The reality is when you look at all these different jurisdictions, we've had a devastating blow from the pandemic. And there is absolutely no You can't blame no the pandemic on people shooting. being progressive or traditional and the rate of crime. You got to be kidding me. That's the clip. I didn't see that clip. I mean, when, oh my God. You know. I, oh my God. Is that, is that the WTF of the day? It, it, it probably should be. Because for, for him to be confronted with those numbers and then still sit there and kind of like Jean Pierre in the, in, in the White House briefing room, <laughs> d- 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 don't don't worry about the truth. Just believe what I'm telling you. It's working. It's not working, you dolt. Yeah, and what about yeah. years ago when the teens were wilding through the streets on Market Street? Uh, you know, before the pandemic, you know, breaking leg, breaking the leg of a woman while she was eating dinner, and uh, I was hanging out at Gino's. I told the story once before with a guy with a bachelor party. We we're hanging out for like an hour. He went to the Phillies game and got murdered there. Only twenty percent of the gun crimes, Paul, were prosecuted last year in Philadelphia. Oh. They had a sixty percent murder rate increase. Um, also. And, you know, Krasner, the uh, useless DA there, is under uh, investigation for impeachment by the Pennsylvania state legislature now. And the other day there was a hearing about it and it erupted to further talk about impeaching him for his abdication of his responsibilities to protect the people of Philadelphia, which is about six times uh, the sixth largest metroplex area in the country. Um, And if you take the numbers under like David Dinkins, where we used to have 2,000 murders a year in New York City, and you take a murder rate of like 600 a year, that would be like a three to five times the murder rate of New York City, even at its worst under David Dinkins in 1990, 92 era. That's competing with like Ecuador and Venezuela. <laughs> That's competing with like Somalia. What are you kidding me? Right, right. That's right. insane. It's, like, it's it's absolute insanity, lawlessness. But you're right. Their elections there are fair, right? Because we know we could <laughs> we could trust Pennsylvania in their election. You're right. Because everybody in yeah, all all the working class people really want to keep you know voting in Democratic scum who who just keep selling them out. All right. Yeah, I believe it. Well, there were three precincts in uh, the Mitt Romney 2012 election in Philadelphia where not one vote went for a Republican to tell you how corrupt (laughs) it is. And and you know what? If you bring up that that clip again, 12, cut 12, G. Um, Again, this is this is the uh, the the look at the the number underneath. He's the D.A. But as it rolls through, you'll see the um, the solve rate. The rate of which they're solving these crimes is under 30%. It's 28% with this guy. Look at this. Solve rate for gun homicides is 28%. That means, oh, I don't know, about 70, you know, 72% people. You got a 72% chance of not getting caught if you kill somebody with a gun. What did Beretta say? Don't do the, never mind. Um, yeah, love you realize, that. Meanwhile, the... The IRS is rocking a 99.7 success rate. I mean, 
maybe we should get the IRS agents that they were talking about yeah, to come solve these murder crimes. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, I think they, they're good at getting your money. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I covered the Pennsylvania primaries and I took our cameraman, Brandon Jarvis, to Steve's Prince of Steaks because I love Steve's Prince of Steaks. Four people were shot right across the street the next day. While you were eating? No, the next oh. day, but right in our location. And then we took them to John's Steaks, which is 92 years old, the best pork with au jus, with uh, provolone and, uh, cre- oh, and uh, sauté spinach. John's. Right? 18 amazing. people were shot like a mile away, half a mile away, like I think a day or two later, that like massacre. Are, are you trying to say that you're you're doing... <laughs> and a guy was shot after hanging out with me at Geno's. So don't hang out with me in yeah, Philly. Basically, don't hang out with David Zier. If you see David Zier coming to Philadelphia, everybody scatter. It's a new spin on man versus food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, manslaughter versus food. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Wow. And, and then you couple that. And, and then, Paul, I don't know if you saw this story. David pointed it out earlier. Uh, maybe you can go into it a little bit. Uh, this EMT worker in oh, New York City. No, I didn't see it. No, I, I can't believe what he just said at the break. I, I just want to sick to my stomach. Yeah, it's an incredible story. So an EMT was stabbed by a maniac, according to New York Post, this afternoon while grabbing food in Queens. And we know parts of Queens violent crime is up like 125 percent year over year right now. Uh, it's it's a mess. Um, she was on duty uh, at the time, a half a block from her station uh, 49. And she was on the sidewalk when she was attacked. I think she was killed. Um, um, 61-year-old department veteran who was a World Trade Center responder, one of the 410,000 World Trade Center responders in New York City. She was stabbed multiple times by an assailant on 20th and 41st Street at 220 Eastern today. Uh, this has got to end. This has got to end. Yeah. Look at Philadelphia. 14-year-old boy and four other teens leaving their high school scrimmage were all shot. One killed, four wounded. Yeah. In a, you know, in a, in a, in a gun-free zone, though, so... The, there'd probably be stricter fines there, I suppose, for the killing. Um, just crazy, man. I mean, what the? Yeah, and, and again, and again, look at the cities we're talking about. Who runs them? Who's in yeah. charge? Who has been in charge? And, and what's the what's the common theme? They all do this. Uh, oh, you know, no cash bail. That I still can't. Can you play that clip again? Cut twelve, because I can't get over the fact that he says to their fa- he says it without laughing oh no my policies are working <laughs> we all have to work together and the reality is Listen that we've been this. more and effective you are a reformed and- district attorney everybody, everybody in the country knows that but maybe it's not working it is working maybe the reality is there are a thousand people killed in 20 months Look at he's like is talking working. about it's working the reality is when you look at all these nah, different jurisdictions we've had a devastating blow from the oh. I mean, My did goodness. you guys see there was a drive-by shooting in the car in the in the background? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched the degradation of Philly over the last 20 years. It's incredible. I mean, it was always I bad. I but... travel there all the time. I, I have business there. I meet yeah. clients at Monks. You know, I, I'm just there. I'm just there a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's terrible. And I was there for a one election cycle where I, when I lived there for two years. And the stories of the Black Panthers rolling around with two by fours and the union guys. It's a. You don't want to go be around Philly on election day. But if you are. Uh, but you know what? You still got to vote. So get out there and vote. That's the only way we change these policies that are ruining this country. It's going to be up to us. We'll be back. We'll talk about The View. Yes. The View. The ladies of The View. Live from Studio 6B. 
right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Thursday night. Thank you for joining us. Paul Nolan is here, as well as David Zier. And uh, Damon's got the night off. He might be checking in later, though. So we'll see about that. Uh, in the meantime, we are trying to do our best for you. Join us on the Getter chat. Make sure you say hello. We try to respond. And, and of course, if you say something funny, we'll steal it and, and not give you credit. Um, let's see. What do we got here? Oh, that's right. I see. Uh, I saw that... Uh, Tudor Dixon is going to be uh, featured on Saturday, right? You said you've got a, an interview with her coming up? Uh, yeah, I'll be interviewing her on the media risers at the rally, okay. uh, Trump rally. I'll be with Ben Burkwam and Ed and Karen Turk. We'll be uh, checking in, you know, hosting it remotely. And um, we're very excited about it. You know, Tudor uh, is an incredible person. Yeah. Um, has yeah, a background man, in awesome. industry. And um, so, Gia, what did you say? That was Paul, actually. Oh, that was Paul. Oh, that was me. I was just saying she's awesome. I mean, we've had her on the show, and she's just bright, clever. She's cool. Yeah. Good sense of humor, man. And uh, it's just and, and she wants what's best for the state of Michigan. Yeah, yeah she man. does. She's a, she's a fighter, man. She's she's excellent. I mean, I, I, I hope she, God, I hope she wins. Yeah. Yeah, and she's gaining ground on um, Gretchen Whitmer, um, who has uh, ten, 10 and a half times the money, 10 times the money that Tudor does. Yeah. Um, so well, you know what? we could be seeing, we could be seeing some great seat changes when it comes to governors around this country. When you talk about Carrie Lake, when you talk about the potential with Tudor Dixon, um, you know, you, you've got some strong, um, I want to say conservative women who are leading the charge in these states. And it's great to see. Because let's face it, I mean, you know, the the people that have been in charge there, and I know Doug Ducey is supposed to be a Republican down in uh, Arizona, but it, it, let's face it, he's a Democrat. He he just he just spells it differently. That's yeah, and there's all. some good new polls out, you know, between uh, the Fox polls are okay, but uh, Tony Fabrizio, I used to work with him years, uh, 30 years ago, Fabrizio and alone polls have um, Johnson... Uh, Ron Johnson, ahead of uh, Mandela Barnes yeah. at Wisconsin, who, you know, Johnson was trailing previously. And uh, Tim Michaels, who was a contractor, was supposed to build the XL pipeline. They employ 8,000 people in the state of Wisconsin. They're doing business on Long Island here. Um, and um, anyway, uh, Tim Michaels uh, is ahead by two and uh, three in uh, Fox News and the Fabrizio Anzalone polls. And uh, but it looks like Shapiro's gaining, uh, pulling ahead of Mastriano. I don't know how to read, you know, into this. <laughs> Pennsylvania, you're gonna go with the Pennsylvania polls? That's hilarious. well, there was, some of the polls are pretty good there, some aren't. So you got to know. I've been following the polls very closely. Uh, Shapiro was only uh, up three. Now that one of the polls, Franklin Marshall, which is a terrible poll, has him up ten. Of course. Um, so, but. You know, he's still leaking a little, uh, Mastriano, I think. So we'll see. And there's no way Fetterman's up for it. He's disabled. No. So yeah. he's going to lose. I think he's going to lose. He is disabled. I mean, yeah. that, he's, he's, he's not making dead. a joke. No, right? I know. I mean, the guy, the guy's name, like, his name should be like Dirty Steve. He's like, like he looks like a bag man, like a low end bag man. Like, like he really, he's a, he really looks to me like a bag of laundry. Yeah. Rick, remember when uh, at the Wilkes-Barre rally, Trump said uh, he wears a uh, food-stained uh, sweatshirt, a hoodie, lives in his parents' basement or something, and smokes pot, and he's a loser. <laughs> Trump's a riot, to paraphrase. Yeah, so, so you've got that. And then, of course, you know, let's face it. When you, when you talk about people that uh, shouldn't be in office, uh, we, ju we just go back to Joe Biden. 
we uh, just take it right back to the leader of their party, the 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 Fetterman party, the um, Whitmer party is yeah. Joe Biden, who, who of course we saw him sputtering around the stage a, a couple days a couple days after he said, "Watch me, watch me." He gets lost on stage. Watch me. Yeah, he got lost. He didn't know what to do. He, he couldn't help himself. He he didn't know what it was going on. But, and then the guy, the and and then the the, uh, the other guy comes on to try and save him, and keeps thanking him. Oh, I don't know where to go. Uh, Mr. President, uh, thank you. See? It's unbelievable. He he thought that was the voice uh, of God dying, at first. Dying old fool. <laughs> He's really going to start walking towards the light, and then of course you know the uh, the big to do that we talked about last night, calling out the dead lady. Where's the dead I want lady? To thank all of you here for. Including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think oh, she, was, she was going to be here. Yeah. To help make this a reality. She passed. And, and then we saw the, uh, the reaction from the White House press briefing room with, with Karine Jean-Pierre, who, uh, of course, you know, hey, he's top of mind. You know what? The Yankees are top of mind for me today. Did I get up and start walking around the room looking for them? No. Because that's not and what you do. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to Green Jean-Pierre, I, I think the White House has to come clean and just say, look, pull her aside, say, look, it's obvious you can't do this job. That, that She can't do the job. The job is you got to get up there and be able to spin and take questions and make it sound believable. But you know what? So I don't think there's been a good Democrat press secretary in 50 years. You know, between... You know, uh, Kaylee McEnany and Ari Fleischer, you know, when you're not lying all the time, you can answer a question, you know, right. and like Jay That's Carney right. was terrible. Yeah. All these Democrat press secretaries, they're an abomination. They're an abomination. Yeah. yeah, but they really need to pull her aside and say, look, is there a job we can give her where we can park her at a, at a, at a desk? Not everybody's cut out for every job. Right. And just say, look. This is this is you know you're not up for this. Let's put you over here. Uh, maybe you can you know fill out these envelopes and send them out to people. Well, you don't hurt the administration. <laughs> she might be the worst her. of all of them. She could. She is absolutely the worst. There's got well, the to be a are getting job. bigger. Listen, as David said, the lies get bigger and bigger and bigger. Look, there's only so many times you could stare in someone's face and lie to their face. I got to be honest with you, the lies are so many. There's never an ounce of truth. There used to be like they would give you a little truth. And you'd be like, yes, I get. And then a bunch of lies around it. Now it's just whole lies. So it gets harder and harder to do the job. I, I think you're selling a short. I think she's a magnificent yeah. liar and sociopath. <laughs> but it gets worse because they're also brutally honest about their uh, globalist LBGTQ, um, you know, uh, agenda. You know, they're, they're open about their ESG and all their stuff and, uh, you know, a new world order. So right. on, the, on the other hand, they are honest about it, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but still, you know, going you, back meanwhile, to... You, go I was just going to say, but as to touch on David said, meanwhile, if you talk about those things on social media, like ESG or the Great Reset, which... Klaus Schwab wrote a book, The Great Reset. If you put up, this is a great book, The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab, it immediately gets false information, conspiracy theory label on it, even if you're acting as if you're, you're praising it. Try it. Watch what happens to your post. 
it, it's it's not a fake thing. This is not a this is what world bankers and elite do. This is what the party of Davos does. This is what the IMF and the Business of International Settlement does. This is what the Club of Rome and the Rockefeller Foundation do. They organize, they they and they align and they create a synergy amongst the corporations that are in on it. And then they let the animals feast on whatever's the, the, around the, the dead rotting carcass, which is the American people. And that's how this works. They're animals and yeah. they're, they're psychopaths. And, and part of that this is not it's not an accident. It's a design. And part of that symbiote or, or that, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, that Borg is, is the media. And we saw the, yeah, the, the, the the ladies from the View. They were out. They were out in force today. Oh my goodness! They're oh. attacking. They're attacking Joe Biden because he's old. That's that's the new thing. It's ageism now. Let's go with cut number six. Let's hear from uh, the first doofus, Whoopi. Yesterday, the White House addressed a gaffe from President Biden at a conference on hunger, nutrition, and health, where he asked for a representative who died in a car accident last month. Take a look. I yeah, want to thank all of you here. here. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? No, she's I, not. I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. Of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. The confusing part is why, if she and the family is top of mind, does the president think that she's living and in the I don't find that confusing. I mean, I think many people can speak to sometimes when you have someone top of mind, they're a top of mind. No. You know, my gosh, listen, come on. You can't go after this. him for, you know, oh not giving aid to Florida or not tackling the infrastructure. And he's giving aid to Ukraine. So you can't go after him for that. But you can go after him for forgetting that someone has passed. I mean, and she passed last month, not like 100 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. we dealt with that as well, where people said, you know, that person who died 100 years ago did a great job. Yeah, she did a great he did a great job. Meanwhile, he's looking for Jackie, Jackie O, uh, Jackie Robinson, Jackie. Remember, remember the actress, Jackie. Maybe he was looking for her. It was his favorite sitcom. He was trying to trying to find out when they were going to play it again. Uh, of course, running to the defense of the other of the other hens in the house. There, uh, let's go to cut. I believe this is uh, what's her name, Alyssa. Cut number eight. G. Check this. L- listen to this dummy. Uh, cut eight. Yeah. My issue was less the comment itself because listen. people do make mistakes. And Biden, by the way, he's been gaff prone his whole career. I think it's actually an endearing thing about him. In- endearing? It was more oh. the cover-up was worse than okay, the crime. Blow her I think up she right could have just said it was that's, a- that's endearing. No. The guy has his he's got access to the nuclear codes. That's not endearing. That's disturbing. Paul's disgusted. Oh my <laughs> I, yeah, I am. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's endearing. This is the endearing. leader of the free world. I mean, this is the guy who, who, who hides in his basement. This is, oh, by the way, Deb Rock, I'm not in my basement. We built this, <laughs> I built the studio in an office space. There's, there's beautiful trees right out that door right there. <laughs> he told me I look like an idiot in my basement. Mom, is, the meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> some, people, some people said you looked like you were sitting, some people said you were sitting in the toilet. <laughs> 
Uh, before we run out of time, though, and to see if we can get Paul's head to explode, here's Sonny Hostin, cut number nine, G. You know, I think it. what it really shows is that this country is so aging. This country has a problem with age. You know, you go to other countries and our elders are <laughs> yeah. revered. They're revered because of the knowledge life. that they have uh, acquired. And this is a man who He's has worked in government his entire life. Oof. This is a man who oh, probably a had a relationship one. with this woman. And yes, she probably was top of mind. I was thinking about my grandmother the other day and you like almost her? reached out to call her on the phone. No, you didn't. Stop She's lying. Pa- oh, she passed enough, away five years ago. Enough, it could ha- enough, enough. You're a liar. You're a liar. What a liar. And oh, now she cares about ageism. How many times yeah. have we heard with horrible white old men colonialists? Yes, old white people, old white men. Yeah. Right. What a what a clown. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God! Funny how now now I'm going down to my basement. (laughs) It's ageism. You know what? Age does has have something to do with it in Joe Biden's case, but it doesn't for uh, sister sister. What was her name? Uh, Caroline or sister something in Chicago? Yeah, threw the pitch. Sister G. It's the accumulation of your wisdom over the years and what you did with your life. It's not just because you're old. You no. deserve to be respected. You right. know, it's like Biden has been wrong on everything since 1972. <laughs> and it's not stopping. No. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Paul, not from his basement. David Zier is here. And we'll do more with you guys. Coming up right after the break. Stay there. America's Voice. It is a Thursday night. Slick Rick has the night off. Damon is out. But of course, we have David Zier sitting in, providing his color commentary, as well as Paul Nolan here doing some news. Hey, just to put a wrap on the whole, you know, the, the Biden thing, of course, you know, we're talking about the uh, the, the mishap, but the miscue or the, the brain malfunction, the degenerative uh, condition that this guy is in looking for dead people out in public uh, and then people running to his defense from his uh, from the, the White House press briefing room to the ladies on the view. Uh, we got one more cut from there. I wanted to include. I don't even know this lady's name. Cut number seven, though, G, as they try to explain away Biden seeing uh, dead people. Well, remember, yeah, Trump thought Frederick Douglass was still That's what alive. I'm talking about. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. what I'm Don't talking about. Don't forget yeah. Yeah. Well, we all have When you think about when you grow up, you use the term uh, brain fart, which I hate the word fart. Like, <laughs> you say, oh, I had a brain fart. And then a you have a... what? <laughs> Come on, Whoopi. Yeah, sorry, Whoopi, sorry. Whoopi just has normal um, But then you also have, like, they say, about. oh, I have mommy brain. Like, we have different words. We yeah. call it different things at mm-hmm. different stages in our lives. But I don't know a human that hasn't sat in a room and gone to say something and been like, Oh my gosh. I and I think that was very apparent what this gaffe was. I think her explanation made it worse though because mm-hmm. in that moment I probably would have just said, "Okay, guys, it, he had a he had a moment. Who in this room has it?" and then just move on. The fact that she kept kind of repeating the same words. Well, she couldn't really move on so easily since the right wing has oh, weaponized. Right wing. But those were not right wing. His gaffe but in, well, in the past. No, the yeah. joy, everything I mean, is right wing. They have weaponized the gaffes. They've said that he's senile. He is senile. Oh, oh, he had a moment with his dementia on full display. That's what the moment was. 
I, I got to be honest with you. Her voice goes through me. I, I, I hear her speak, and I honestly, I really feel like it, it's, it really feels like chewing on tinfoil and looking at a, 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 uh, you know, a, a nine volt battery. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> she's so uncomfortable. Her oh. voice is brutal. Oh, and she's, and she, every, you can tell she's an ugly person inside. Yeah, you know and I mean? out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now, now speak, <laughs> speaking of wrong. Biden, uh, cut number three, G. I, I get, was this from today? Oh, my. Well, he's still at it. I guess he's still wandering around, meandering around. Take a look. Well, we okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. President, this way. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I see flashy things. So he went that oh, way. Oh, my goodness. What? Why the cameraman? <laughs> they should have kept followers. Who that adult went? That was. And, see the woman trying to play that again. Yeah. So you watch how quickly the woman that's, is trying to grab him. That's the FEMA director. Look, she's trying to save him. Right away. Oh no! There he goes. I don't know, we're supposed they to just tie a string to him. <laughs> and then she gives up. She's like, "All right, I'm not getting involved here." That you know those little harnesses when you have. That, sorry, that yeah, was but, the end of his speech, but clearly she was trying to get his attention for yeah, something. I don't know if there was something else he was supposed to do. He forgot something or. Who knows? It's like when well, you have a kid in a theme park and you just put him on a leash. That's what they need from at this point. Exactly. Might as well put a little rubber helmet on him too. And, and you know what's crazy? And, and I know I mentioned it here and there that that I'm a I'm a fan of the Dan Bongino podcast. Um, but he, it I think it's because of his background as a Secret Service agent and being in the federal law enforcement side of things. He has great insights on these things, and this one in particular. You know, when he talks about when he when you see the president wandering around, he says that's abnormal because and he lists out all these things. And when you're with the Secret Service on this presidential detail, everything is mapped out. Everything, every step he takes, you're going to go up to the podium. You're going to look this way. You're going to, you know, shake this person's hand. You're going to walk this way after the speech. You're going to do that because they need to have control of the entire space and of all his movements for the president's safety, no matter what president is. So to hear that from that particular, you know, the the behind the scenes kind of thing about the importance of, you know, following direction and okay, you're going to you're going to approach from the left, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. That's an, it, it's incredible to to hear that side of it. But then when you see somebody just go off and everybody else is like, "Oh, here he goes again." And, and it's like, how how do you protect something like that? Especially if you're in a public setting. Because then that increases the danger, you know, that much more. What's more concerning is half the country almost, um, you know, doesn't care, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, that's, that's another sad part of this whole thing. That's frightening. Um, frightening. Hey, hey, Paul, you made mention of The Great Reset. Well, guess what? Real America's Voice has a, has a new show coming up, The Great Global Reset. Check this out. Wow, who did this? Um. What we are very proud of now is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, is in France now, I mean, with the president, with the young global leader, president of uh, Argentina and so on, so we penetrate the cabinets. I know that half of this cabinet, or even more, are for our actually young global leaders of the world grateful. We're not going to tell you what they're saying. We're going to show you how they're saying it and exactly what the results are. And you can judge for yourself. Maybe you want further globalization. 
Maybe you want to see the continued erosion of our culture, our society, and the erosion of our traditional values. We take you into this following the medical, economic, financial, and yes, military implications of these new agendas and of these new programs. And we call it the Great Global Reset. Every orchestra needs a conductor. So check that out Sunday. Oh, Saul makes a badass man. That's awesome. Yeah, he got arrested while making that too, didn't he? Didn't he end up getting? Uh, well, he attended to Davos. He was detained yeah. for a couple yeah. hours at Davos. Yeah, you know, we've, I've been talking about this Bilderberg groups, Davos. You know, the, these. You know, the, the 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 Trilateral Commission, Council on Foreign Relations. All of these giant summits are where these heads of state, heads of industry. Heads of media, they all talk about the plan going forward, what the agenda is, and then they all invest wisely surrounding that plan. It's not, it's not some great conspiracy uh, theory. It's a conspiracy for them to get rich at our expense. It's the fact that people just buy the term conspiracy theory, roll their eyes, and say, "Oh, it's 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 not true." It's just well, I think it's, it's so bigger. Uh, it's a technocracy too, you know, and yeah, uh, you know right. to track your movements, make sure. You're compliant. Um, I got to say, um, there's a few people that intimidate me in conversations. Uh, and one of them is Giuliani, because he's brilliant. Uh, Jack Posobiec is one of those people. Bannon is one of those people. Uh, Posobiec is so smart. Uh, I've known him for like maybe six or seven years. Just, you know, he I, he's... Um, you know, he was in Navy intelligence, I believe. He speaks right. Mandarin. He's, mm -hmm. His wife is incredible. Uh, you know, just an extraordinary guy. Absolute badass, that kid. He's yeah. awesome. How old is he, about 40? Um, I don't know. I don't know, probably. I don't know the answer to that. He's got so much fight in him. Yeah. He is awesome. A great uh, but truly, getter. one of those people um, that is, you know, has their eye on the ball, um, always prepared, uh, and he's endlessly tweeting, so it's <laughs> yeah, like unbelievable. I that as well. Yeah, and now he's the director of human events, which is a great publication. Um, so he used to be the Young Americans for Freedom. I ran a chapter when I was a teenager in Long Island. We used to fight the commies on uh, the college campuses. <laughs> you serious? Yeah, yeah, it was a great organization. Um, yeah, so... You know, great guy, smart yeah. guy, and yeah. and you know that show's coming up. It's it's going to be. Uh, when is it starting? G is it starting this Sunday or next Sunday? Okay, Sun Sunday's at eight p.m. It says on. Glenn there, Beck so. did a great documentary on YouTube on it. R really interesting. He did a great job, and I still think one of the best ones is a guy named James Corbett of the Corbett Report. He's also been doxxed and blacklisted by every social media. He did a tremendous thing on this three years ago. Um, just brilliant work. So, and the fact that you can't post about it on Facebook without it being called conspiracy theory is just completely laughable. It's another example of the state wants you to believe everything they say. There is no, ch you can't speak ideas. Um, even if you're wrong, it's okay to be wrong. Cause that bad idea that might've been close can trigger somebody else into researching something, thinking it through and finding the truth. The whole thing, it's all about free thought and it's all about spitballing and, you know, and, 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 and figuring it out, you know, through discussion and debate. Yeah, and, and we'll discuss more of this because we're not done. We're going to talk about the uh, New Zealand prime minister. She's a pimp. Yep. 
We got some clips from her. We'll talk about that Nord Stream and how that figures into all this coming up in our number two, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. We'll be back. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 470, 1029 on Samsung TV+. Plus. Make sure you check us out on all the socials as well. Getter, Truth Social, uh, Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, we're there. Share the show. Join us on the Getter chat. If you go to Getter, uh, look up Real AM voice and then click on the button. It'll take you to the live feed. You can check us out. You can jump in the chat. Say hello. We'll shout you out back as well. Uh, and again, thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. Damon is out. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Slick Rick will be back tomorrow as well. In the meantime, we are graced with the presence of David Zier. And of course, as always, Paul Nolan is here doing news. How are you guys doing tonight, Paul? Excellent. I'm well. I'm well. I'm doing well. I feel very good about our leaders. You know, I'm, I'm just, I, I feel safe and warm, and I feel like they uh, they care about me. Yeah. Well, you know, they have you like top of mind. You're top of mind. Right. And when I'm dead, you know, I'll, I'll be on the top of their mind, too. They'll care so much. Well, yeah, because then you'll be voting Democrat. <laughs> exactly. That's well, good. That. Well done. <laughs> That's good. David Zier, how good. are you, my friend? I'm really well. I'm really well. I'm getting ready to go to Detroit tomorrow for Saturday's rally. Yep. And uh, Tuesday, I have something very exciting. Uh, oh, no, Wednesday, October 5th, uh, I've got Marjorie Taylor Greene coming up to New York here. I'll be doing a live well, don't interview. Don't you know, David? She's crazy. Everyone says she's a bad yeah. person. Oh, my don't God. you know? You must be crazy by association. Yeah, she's on the full-scale assault. You know, all these Long Islanders and, like, Nassau County, they're so liberal. You know, I have people, you know, coming up to me, well, I want to go see her, but the left says she's crazy. And, every, you know, so we have this live <laughs> studio audience. We're going to have, like, 200 people there. Live on Real America's Voice News, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then maybe we'll come in for A Block on Live from Studio 6B, trying to work that out uh, for her. And I uh, was with her last Monday and Peter Navarro. She's so excited to come up here in New York at the America First Warehouse. Very patriotic. I, I got to stop in for that. I want to shake her hand. She's got yeah, brass. Yeah, you got to come. And you know, she's, I, you know why I like her? Um, she's very personable. I've uh, been around you know, her a little. Very personal. They label her as crazy. Uh, I watched a two and a half hour conversation with her on Tim Pool. Tim Pool has, uh, you know, he's a leftist, so to speak. He had, uh, you know, Luke Rakowski on. He's kind of an anarchist, I guess, or a libertarian. They had um, very, it wasn't a hardcore R team. She spoke for two and a half hours, answered every question, yeah. and she was clear and concise and lucid and calm and interesting. These, you know, they, I remember Damon was even believing, like, you know, I keep hearing what a wacko like kind of a thing. And and then you're like, you listen to a speak, you're like, I, I guess yeah. she's a danger to, I guess she's a danger to the establishment because she's fearless. So they just full do the <laughs> false assault on her that she's a complete lunatic. Now, would I like her to maybe contain herself <clears throat> a hair? 
You know what? But she can't, and that's what makes her appealing. Right. And that's there's, what makes her excited. There's nobody she fights bigger. fire with the fire. There's yeah. nobody so bigger I, at the Trump rallies than her. She's uh, uh, got the got the America's attention. She's just the mom. And now, like in the British newspapers, they're attacking her today over her divorce and all this. You know, these people are horrible. They did it to Sarah Palin, sending up 50 reporters to destroy her life um, because she's Sarah a threat. Sarah Palin was as sweet right. as it gets. I mean, she didn't have a mean bone <clears throat> in her, and they they crucified her. So, um, yeah. And and then you couple that with the fact that, uh, you know, of course, you've got the the leftists out there who are are complete lunatics. We'll get to one of those in a moment that uh, I know Paul's a big fan of out of New Zealand. But welcoming to the show right now. Damon, how are you, buddy? What's up, fellas? What's (laughs) up? What's up? What's up? He's joined us. Who are you talking about? MTG? Yeah. What was Paul saying? I was what? No, remember when we first started hearing her talk, <laughs> you said she's a little bit out there. And then, you know, you start to listen to her, like, on bigger, longer from and in context. You're like, no, she's fighting. And we talk about it at times, you know, that she doesn't, yeah. you know, we talk about the Republicans need to get down in the mud where the liberals are. And she's one of the few who's willing to get down there and fight at their level. She's willing to bite. When they bite, she's willing to scratch when they scratch. She's fearless. Her and and Lauren Boebert, you know, um, have the collective conscious of America. And we're justified in our anger. And we're not going to tolerate being told we're the bad people for being the good people anymore. We get up every day. We raise great families. We go to work. We ask for nothing. The FBI is acting like the KGB, kicking in the doors of pro-life people, you know, doxing everybody. You know, she is the she is like one of the only ones who's um, just on fire and fighting for those things. Yeah, and then 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 you go to the other end of the spectrum. You got the AOCs of the world. I know, I know, Gio, you got this clip from AOC. What the heck is she talking about here? Cut yeah, number 14. I think it's important to state that um, that abortion is an economic issue. Forcing poor and working class people uh, to give birth um, against their will, against their consent, um, against their ability to what? provide for themselves or a child is a profound economic issue. And it's certainly a way to keep um, a workforce uh, basically <laughs> conscripted uh, to large scale employers and to employers to be huh? to work more uh, against their will, to take second and third jobs against their desire and their own autonomy. And so the idea that um, that abortion and access to abortion is somehow not a profound and central economic <laughs> and class issue and class struggle um, is certainly something that I think a person who's never Gio. had to. Wow. Uh, uh, clean up on aisle stupid. Oh, my God. I love the fact that she wears the glasses and puts on that jacket. I mean, is that is that meant to offset the stupidness that's coming out of her mouth? Is that yeah. to make her look smart? Yeah, it didn't work. She offers. <laughs> I, I think she, like got, she offers uh, something to the Discord. Like, well, oh, look at me. I'm wearing my glasses and my uh, and my suit. So I must be so. Uh, my intellect must be on such a level. Like, like what she's the, Stephen the hell Hawking. Did she just say, yeah. Like, just, just jump in a wheelchair at this point, AOC, with that tweed jacket and your uh, and your big glasses, and just pretend you would split an atom. I, I think she got God. that look from uh, LeBron James when whenever he wants to look smart, he'll put on glasses. And a jacket. 
I have a four yeah. letter word for her. D oh, oh, don't no. M B. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything's against everybody's will. Everything's against their oh, this is against their will. How, how do you give birth against your will? Can someone explain that to me? Well, how do you get pregnant I, against your will? <clears throat> I mean, I know there's the obvious, but I mean most most of the people that she's talking about, the ones that she's fighting for, are purposely putting themselves in that position where they want to, you know, have sex unprotected. Right? Right. I mean, that's what she's talking about because, well, you know, we they should be able to enjoy the, the sexual experience. And then if they don't want the baby, they should be, be able to kill it. That's that that that's up, the people that she's fighting yeah, for. Up to nine months. You know, yeah, up to nine months. It's, uh, you know, I, I had this conversation with a, a bleeding heart lib. I just asked the question. I said, um, okay, um, if let's just say a woman wants the baby. She's eight months, and the uh, husband doesn't want it, and he punches the stomach of that woman ten times, kills the baby. Is it murder? Of course it's murder. Oh. Yeah, How? I agree, hundred percent. So it's not, but she can kill it, but he can't. It's murder. It's a kid. Just call it what it is, for God's sakes. Don't they sugarcoat it? Like you know, it's just it's uh, crazy. I mean, it's just it's no. uh, look. Well, it helps the Democrats uh, hide their real Democratic Socialists of America agenda when she speaks. You know, we, we think it's funny that she's dumb, and she is, and she's uninformed, <laughs> and, and we she are is. Um, and she stole the tips from her fellow coworkers when she was a bartender. Um, but, you know, she's a, she's a bad person. But it's a distraction while, you know, the globalists and uh, America gets lost, and while pro life Americans are having their doors kicked in, while the real criminals and violent criminals are roaming the streets, killing, raping, murdering. Uh, you know, and stealing everything with no repercussions, yeah. apparently, in every major city in America. And and her district is one of those that is suffering greatly. And she refuses to talk about it. She doesn't want to deal with it. But she'll talk about she'll talk about the abortion issue all day because it'll distract you. You're right. I think so. Yeah, fair. That's true. So I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, how much time we have left in the segment, guys? A couple minutes. About three. Do you guys want me to like touch on this lunatic from uh, New Zealand? Um, I thought Jacinda you'd never Arden. ask. Jacinda? Yes. Just yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just pure lunacy. Um, I, well, I'd like to have a, a full discussion on this in the next segment if you want. But New Zealand Prime Minister J Jacinda Arden was blasted from co comparing free speech online to weapons of war in, in a recent speech at the UN that critics called <clears throat> authoritarian. Um, if you have the clip, just let it roll. She, yeah. This is better than me quoting her. Cut the number 16. of G. war has changed. And with that, the weapons used. The tools used to challenge the statehood of others are hidden and more complex. Traditional combat, espionage, and the threat of nuclear weapons are now accompanied by cyber attacks, prolific disinformation, and manipulation of whole communities and societies. Now, as leaders... We have never treated the weapons of old in the same way as those that have emerged. And that's understandable. After all, a bullet takes a life. A bomb takes out a whole village. Oh, here it comes. A lie online or from a podium does not. But what if that lie, told repeatedly and across many platforms, prompts, inspires or motivates others to take up arms? 
to threaten the security of others, to turn a blind eye to atrocities, or worse, to become complicit in them. What then? This is no longer a hypothetical. The weapons of war have changed. They are upon us and require the same level of action and activity that we put into the weapons of old. We recognise the threats that the old weapons created. We came together as communities to minimise these threats. We created international rules, norms and expectations. What? We never saw that as a threat to our individual liberties. Rather, it was a preservation of them. The same must apply now as we take on these new challenges. Yeah, and that, again, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda... Dude, you put she belongs internment camps. You put people in internment camps because they had the sniffles. You kidding me? People took, health, people took health advice from this woman. Just think about that. She wants total government censorship over your body, your speech, your liberty. She wants government control of everything having to do with your life. She has been maybe the worst world figure when it comes to COVID fascism. And she's the same way when it comes to all government control. She is absolutely nuts. As compared to the soon-to-be Italian, uh, the new Italian prime minister, who of course is um, called a fascist, this woman is never spoken about in those kind of terms, yet she literally belongs in a rubber room. She yeah. talks about civil liberties in the same sentence as uh, restricting free speech. Doesn't yeah. make sense. It, it's all about censorship. It's the, it's the other part of, uh, you know, of course, this globalist agenda that we started talking about earlier as well. I've got another clip from her coming up after the break. We'll do that and continue this discussion. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. We'll be back. stock market, the last guy's measure of everything, is about 20% higher than it was when my predecessor was there. It has hit record after record after record on my watch. Stocks now down $7.6 trillion since President Biden took office. Man, oh man, if that doesn't give you the blues, I don't know what what, what will. I mean, the last time we went through a recession, there were stocks that were literally went to zero, and uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again. Uh, Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, Chrysler, blue chip stocks around the around the world that went to little or no value overnight. And again, you're asking the question, could it happen again? And if it did, are your savings protected? Well, why not own something that has never been valued at zero? We're talking about gold. Historically, your best hedge against inflation, which is rising like a hockey stick as we speak. And the, the news gets worse every single day. The savviest Americans are, you know, they're savvy for a reason. They're diversifying their savings to protect them from the downturns in the market, from global turmoil and instability to increased national debt and devaluing dollars. Uh, chances are you're looking for a way to diversify as well. Well, an easy way to get started. Contact Birch Gold Group. Find out how they can help you 
get a hold of some gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Text America to 989898. And Birch Gold is going to send you a free information kit on diversifying into gold, and it will be tax-free. You can't beat that. In fact, even if you got a 401k or an IRA that's underperforming, you can convert that into an IRA in precious metals. Again, all you got to do to get it started, text America to 989898. Hedge against inflation. Protect your hard-earned money and get the free information kit that you've been wanting. And it's all as simple as texting America to 989898. Text them today and Birch Gold will take care of the rest. And man, oh man. Uh, again, you know, we, 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 we jump back to, Damon, you weren't here when we played it. Um, Jack Pasobic's got a great new uh, special coming up Sunday night, 8 o'clock right here on Real America's Voice, called The Great Global Reset. Of course, you know, this falls right in line with that. We're talking about, you know, you know talking about the, the inflation that's gripping not only this country, but the world. You, you've got leaders uh, from specific countries. It seems like they're purposely trying to take us in a direction that, is going to be detrimental to everyone's health. And then, of course, you know, you point out the, uh, uh, the poster child for, for draconian lockdowns in uh, the prime minister of New Zealand. And even before she said this at the UN, which it's all about censorship, it's all about, you know, we're, we, won't, we want to control the information. She had this to say, cut number 17, even before she went on, this uh, this speech at the UN. This is cut number 17, G, go. This is not unique to New Zealand. Listen to this. In the midst of what is a global issue, as you would expect, there are a number of rumours that circulate. Uh, I am present on social media. I see it myself. Uh, I cannot go around and individually dismiss every single rumour I see on social media, as tempted as I might be. So instead, I want to send a clear message to the New Zealand public. Um, We will share with you the most up-to-date information daily. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, You can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumour you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. Dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. Yeah. I think that's yeah, it. It's a single source. That's, it. that's it. It's just us. I feel it's just better, us, folks. Just I us. feel better. <laughs> if it's not a narcissistic dictator, don't worry. It's not true. It's just us here. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Single source of truth. That's she it. She looks trustworthy. Look at her. That's the that's the face of decency and innocence. You know, now that now they're calling for censorship, and then then of course, you know, we we had our friend Greg Phillips, friend of the show, by the way, two thousand mules. Um, he was on the show talking about how they did what they did in terms of tracking people down, and, and this all this all kind of connects, believe it or not, because now the government is it, maybe they were paying attention, maybe they've been doing this the whole time, but according to this Just a News article, the government is also now uh, using third party data to track you and I. Yeah. She looks like Kathy Hochul. <laughs> I mean, listen, with, with anybody like with anybody like her, with these, with these narcissistic dictators around the world, every time that the people who live under their rule realize how bad the policies are, and then they start to get wind that the people may think that they're completely, totally incompetent, um, 
that's when they call for shutting down of all free speech and discussion right. of any ideas. So that that's kind of how it works. The people realize that she belongs in a rubber room. And as soon as she starts to realize that they realize, then that's when we start calling for, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not going to have any open discussion about science or about climate change or about any of these things. So shut it down. Yeah, but Damon, you know, the, the people on the left and, and this community, you know, even here like in New York, um, they don't believe you have the right to free speech. They do not believe in the Constitution. And if you're on the right and you have a voice, like I just got taken down from Facebook for two months. I just got it back today. I'm banned from YouTube permanently. Um, you know, so they, these people don't want free speech. They really don't. Yeah. And you know what? The other thing is a lot of these leftists really want one world global government. They they want a, a completely green planet. They think that they're the most benevolent person here yeah. on the planet. Like, like they think they're Prius, they're Tesla, you know, their solar panels make them superior. And they think that they're going to make a difference. They're so arrogant and they're so stupid at the same time, yeah. which is a wonderful combo, arrogant <laughs> and dumb. It's just, it, it, it's very becoming. It's called Manhattan. Um, <laughs> sorry and they think <laughs> that's great and they and they think that they're they're above you and they're and you, you just look at them like you have any idea how much hateful rap uh havoc will be like launched upon the poorest people in society the poorest people this will trickle down and destroy them then the low middle class come next and then it's the middle class and then it's going to be the upper middle they don't realize that this whole system eats from the bottom up and it will destroy everybody in its path it's like a plague no, pa like paul a plague. you know what see see here's here's where their thinking is and and here's why they'll tell you they're wrong that you're wrong uh, just a little insight is that it wasn't it's not liberalism paul no 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 they just did it wrong the first hundred times if we just do it this way this time this time you'll get the unicorns and the rainbows all at the same time. You'll have a wonderful life and we'll be in charge and you'll love us for it. You know, I travel um, all over America on the planes. You always know the elitist liberals in the first class on JetBlue and all these planes, you know, they got the glasses and the topsiders and the New York Times open up. And it's like, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's a cult. They say Trump people are a cult. They're the cult. Uh. Uh, exactly. Just don't go against the narrative, boys. Just don't go against the narrative. All right. Well, you, would you like a little bit of laugh, laughter in your day? Please. To kind of cleanse was, the palate, so to speak? Was um, Kamala in front of a microphone? <laughs> You're reading my mind, Damon. <laughs> there you go. I, I think it was like, the, is this the third day in a row? This is amazing. I can't believe they didn't take the hint the first couple times. Uh, She's doing better than Judge with home runs. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> let's go with cut number 21, the LOL of the day. G, go. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic oh, of North Korea. North Korea. <laughs> and it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. <laughs> I guess we have this alliance with North Korea. I guess South Korea would be very surprised oh, with that. God. God. <laughs> <laughs> Just see a bomb exploding right seconds after that. You're two-timing us? <laughs> what are you kidding me?
Uh, didn't she almost have a heart attack when Trump said he the first time he said he was going to go over there? Yeah. What the hell is she again. talking about? She had a Biden oh. moment. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. What, she sniff a kid? <laughs> Here. Real man. on Real America's Voice on a Thursday night. Damon is joining us from his uh, remote studio. Paul doing the same. David's here live in studio with us as well. And, of course, remember to check out David's show Saturday morning. Breaking point right here on Real America's Voice. Who you got coming up? Got some good people. Uh, Yeah, on the um, show, I have some great guests here. Um, Really quick, I got Yuri Dashevsky running against very uber-liberal Hakeem Jeffries in Brooklyn. Uh, This guy's a breath of fresh air from communism, came here, used to listen to Voice of America growing up, loves America. Then I got Darius Mayfield running in Congress, uh, Congressional District, uh, 12th Congressional District, has a new documentary at the border, uh, so you got to check that out. And I have Derek Kinney. Uh, He's an author. Uh, We talked about uh, the Dow collapse, the economy and stuff. Really Mm -hmm. great, smart guy. And then I've got uh, Tim Sharp, who uh, was thrown off the ballot in Florida for a state house race. I think there was some funny business, maybe from the GOP primary opponent. So he has a lawsuit, and Harmeet Dillon is representing him. She's a great attorney from California, big Trump supporter. Um, so, yeah, be interesting. So yeah. check it out. So that'll be your show breaking point in the morning at 8 a.m. And, of course, you'll be uh, joining the rest of the crew 4 p.m. for the 4 live coverage Eastern. from the Trump rally in Michigan. Yes, I'm leaving with Harry Oates tomorrow. Um, we're going to give you great coverage. And, uh, you know, Matt DiPerno running for attorney general. we got Christine Karama running for secretary of state over there and Tudor Dixon running for governor. Uh, some great. Uh, and John James running in the newly created yeah. 10th district in Michigan uh, will be all speaking at the rally so stay tuned. awesome awesome good good to hear yeah. uh let's jump over to something a little more international now <clears throat> uh, b- big story that i think as more is starting to dribble out uh leak out uh it's raising a lot of questions paul it has to do with the Nord stream uh pipeline explosions yeah you know i'm just looking at the leftist um propaganda machine and it's already starting it says you know um it says Putin feared to have sabotaged Nord Stream pipelines. Um, <laughs> this is from the Sun. Uh, then there's Nord Stream sabotage mapped how Putin could have carried out the attack with an absolutely from the Telegraph a bizarre photo of him in a little miniature submarine. There's like a picture of him. Yeah. Like it looks like a little like like South Park cutout of him in this glass submarine. And then right. you see. Uh, the way Vladimir Putin could have carried out Nord Stream attack from the mirror. And then even even uh, Fox has, a, like, this is what Fox does. They do a semi-fake headline, semi-dismissing, almost as if they're somewhat um, objective. NATO condemns the deliberate reckless sabotage of Nord Stream <laughs> pipelines after fourth leak discovered. And in little writing underneath it, Russia has dismissed any Nord Stream leak accusation against them as stupid. So it's just it's a full frontal now attack. The propaganda machine will tell you that Russia, instead of just turning off its own pipeline that it spent billions to make and its biggest piece of leverage in the world energy game, <laughs> you know, they decided to frogman it up and explode it. Right. 
Paul, which, uh, yeah, go on. You know, th- which doesn't make sense. And we were, we started to talk about this uh, before the show started uh, about how you know the, the different angles. Who could benefit? Who might have done this? Who would have the? Uh, who has the actual? You know, who would actually be able to do something like this that wouldn't be detected? That has the technology? That has the wherewithal to do it? Uh, and and all of a sudden you start to 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 whittle it down. There's only a handful of countries. That could fit that bill. Yeah, and the women on the view. <clears throat> they, oh, the women on the view could have done it. I thought you were saying that. Oh, <clears throat> so I'm sorry. I thought you were I had a chance to like. It's just impossible. Who could do this? Is right. Is all I'm saying. It's you know, yeah, there's a limited number of countries that could have pulled this off. These lines are not active. They're filled with gas. But Nord Stream Two has never been activated before, and Nord Stream One's been shut down since like uh, August. It's well, been shut down a long time. It, it, it hasn't been shut yeah. down. They, they've only been supplying twenty percent. Yeah, I guess twenty. They, they've cut the production through it down to twenty percent because of the sanctions. But the traditional Russian submarines that would do this are deep water submarines that would cut the Atlantic cable crossings. They wouldn't be in a hundred meters of water, at three hundred feet. So uh, you know it's kind of hard to believe that they were doing this. But I just wanted to comment, you know, this reminds me, the first thing I thought about was not only, oh, crap, (laughs) but the first thing that I thought of was uh, the Spanish-American War and the USS Maine and the yellow journalism that went along with it. You know, it was probably uh, the coal fire that blew up the munitions because of an external mine hit the USS Maine in the port of Havana, Cuba. Um, It wouldn't have exploded the way it did. And even over Teddy Roosevelt and yellow journalism, which was pushing America towards war with this for this, you know, against the Spanish to, to retain Cuba and which led us into the Philippines where hundreds of thousands of people died, you know, um, 268 sailors were killed in the uh, USS Maine, but it was probably from a munitions explosion and not a mine from the Spanish, and we used it to accelerate towards war. Right. Now, it wouldn't be on, like, say, the Pueblo incident or whatever, the Gulf of Tonkin, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, the but, Gulf of Tonkin, of course. So I'm just saying, this, this global mainstream media you know, um, you know, a collective, you know, thing um, that Russia would do this um, seems to like go along with that, like jingoism, that yellow journalism that propelled America towards war. I just thought of it right away. I thought it was interesting. Well, so so you mean how all of a sudden it seems like all the uh, mainstream media people seem to be coming out with the same types of stories? Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, we really don't know yet uh, who did it, but... um, you know, it's not a huge loss to uh, Europe at this point, you know. Um, so and, you know, one of the one of the pipelines were owned by the Swiss, I think, uh, half of it as well. I think that's Nord Stream 2. Um, Nord Stream 1 is owned by a, a Russian subsidiary, um, I believe. But so anyway, I was just saying, you know, is this uh, is this the war cry? To, you yes. know, and now to, Paul kind of push us in this direction. Yeah. And Paul has information, you know, um, <clears throat> about new regions that they want to take uh, and annex. Well, yes, go. Yeah. They're right. Annex for, yeah. Zaporizhka and, and Donetsk. And, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Luhansk. You know, this is the escalation of war. This is, you know, we're watching. This is no longer saber rattling. This is we're watching the escalation. We have psychopaths who want World War III because they know they'll survive it. They'll make billions and billions off it. They don't care. Uh, you know, I mean, this is, this is insanity. It's just 
I think Putin's going to rule the world. Putin's going to throw the kitchen sink at him. I know. I know. He don't care. You know. But yeah, again, been, you know, it goes back. Who, who, you know, we talk about motive. Uh, who has the opportunity? Um, oh, and, and there, there's talk. Well, they, they spotted Russian ships in the area. They also spotted NATO ships in the area during the same time. Uh, there also other reports saying they saw U.S. Uh, helicopters hovering in the areas, you know, running missions there. You know, there's a lot of propaganda coming from a lot of places. And the one thing we know for certain is we'll never know. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the there's the other side. Um, oh, well, Russia did it uh, because they're trying to draw everybody in because they they would know no one would ever think would Russia would blow up their own stuff because that sounds stupid. So it's the perfect, you know, deflection. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't there, know. There's so many strange, I guess, not really strange, but uh, Look, I'm not going to rule out. I won't rule out a false flag that Russia did it themselves. I mean, just to, you know, well, you to give them now a reason. You can't. You can't rule out anything because we'll never know. The intelligence communities are so potent and powerful. We just won't know. But to to when they feed when the mainstream media feeds us one narrative, and then the morons in the, in the public just start parroting it and believing it, and they don't question it. It just makes me want to you know, just makes <laughs> me want to flip my desk well, the- and, and and just. Hunker down in the woods. It, yeah. it goes back to that saying, what was it in the 80s? I forget the guy who said it was a Casey. Uh, once everybody believes our lies, our job will be complete or something like that. That's right. right? That was the CIA? the CIA for Operation Mockingbird. Yeah. I just don't know exactly how much right. it was in the, in the Russian interest to do this. And, and I don't think uh, the Kremlin it would wasn't. agree with this approach. I, I don't know. What about yeah, you, Yeah, I agree with you, David. I agree with I agree with David and Paul. Uh, Putin's not a guy who takes takes chips off the table. He controls the pipeline anyways. He could already he could already control deliveries, how much he was going to deliver or not deliver. To to think that, that there'd be any reason for him to do this when he can he already has control of it is is beyond my ability to understand. Why would he do this? Why would he take that leverage off the table? Guys like him don't do that. They don't they don't take leverage off the table. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, radical balance on the getter chats. So David Zier steals his son's weed. Pothead on the low. Just want to throw that in there. Yes, it's true. It's true. But yeah, so so in terms of that, and again, you know, you see this escalation as Paul was talking about uh, between you know, okay, Russia's going to annex some places in the Ukraine. They're they're holding these votes. And we all know how those communist votes go. But, you know, back to the Nord Stream 2. I mean, who's going to benefit from this? Where does this go from here? Uh, how, do, how does it affect, you know, the, the fact that, uh, what was it? Was it Finland that just got uh, entered into the Sweden? NATO? Yeah, Finland. And it probably benefits Sweden with their pipeline, benefits right? Sweden, right. And, and Poland. And it's just, it's just a mess. And to try and kind of pull it apart from what we know now is a little... It's a little tough. We'll have to see how this starts to really unfold. Again, too many players in the area and too many interests of what's going on over there. But, you, you know, know we for, heard for, Russia to take, for Russia to say, instead of just turning it off, um, let's blow it up. That's just, a, it, it doesn't, it, that seems to be the wildest one. And That's Sweden why. announced they found a fourth leak uh, today. Yeah. You know, look, we heard Victoria Nuland saying they're going to they're going to stop it. They, we, we heard Biden say it. I mean, you know, they speak so much in front of people and they're all so corrupt. 
you know, this is all about control of energy like it always is. I mean, this is just the neocons at it again. This is the rhinos, the neocons, the deep state, the, the party of Davos. The, you know, this is all the global elite just, you know, playing puppet master. So I, I, I'm with you guys. I just don't think Russia, as Dave, I think Damon said it perfectly, he's not going to pull his chips off the table. Why would he burn his chips? Right. Yeah, especially something sense. he's already, especially something he's already in control of. I'll just remind you uh, what we discussed yesterday from um, Thomas Lifson in, Ameri in the American Thinker. He says, "Why would Russia want to preclude its ability to use the pipelines for leverage, threatening to further reduce or increase its delivery of natural gas? Russia could always cut deliveries." without damaging the pipeline after all, and maintain the ability to reward behavior it wants by increasing the delivery of gas. The explosions remove that lever from Putin's grasp. What raises intense suspicion on the United States is the very specific threat that Paul just talked about, that President Biden issued against Nord Stream last February 7th, and then we heard the, the Newland one as well. And they say it's not conclusive proof of US involvement, obviously, but assuming Putin is not so stupid to destroy its own pipeline, it must raise grave suspicions in the mind, in his mind, that the U.S. is behind the eco-terrorism. And then they made reference to the fact that even Tucker the other night on his broadcast led with his view of the act and his fear of the kind of retaliation that Russia could undertake if it concludes that the U.S. was behind the explosions. The threat of escalation of war, ultimately pitting the U.S. against Russia directly instead of through proxies in Ukraine, is far more serious thanks to the Nord Stream explosions. Russia maintains the world's largest stockpile of nuclear weapons. It always must be remembered. Yeah, so and, that's, and then you couple that's their that, take on it. Yeah, and then you couple that with the fact that the, uh, I guess, the U.S. government today just advised American citizens, uh, if you're in Russia, you should probably think about leaving. Take a quick break. Come back for the final segment live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Mum, he's almost done. Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Thursday night. Saying goodbye to Paul Nolan, sitting with us from his abode, his uh, private studio. Thank you, to Paul, for joining us and jumping in. We know you had a long day. We appreciate it. Damon jumping in as well, the second hour from his abode, his private his private studio. Yeah, my son had a uh, big game tonight. Uh, yeah, how'd they do? Uh, very well. Very. He played really good. I was proud of him. He got asked to step up and play with kids two years older than him. So nice. It was quite the experience for him. It was, uh, and I was proud to be there. Proud of him. It was good. Cool. Cool. Good to hear. Uh, did you guys discuss? Course... Did you guys discuss <laughs> Biden going off like he was called for uh, soup at the old folks' home there? Okay, oh, you mean you. this? Thank you. Thank oh you. my God. I think I'll go this way. God help the world. <laughs> Look at this. Hello, <laughs> sir. Yeah. What? What? Oh, what? Oh, hello, Joe. Yeah. Me meanwhile, oh the person, the, the woman chasing him, she's in charge of disasters, and even she couldn't, she couldn't fix this. <laughs> he's he's her biggest disaster right oh now. Oh my lord! Yeah, uh, it's just it's just amazing. But, uh, but you know what? Of course, 
He's got competition. We played one earlier. There's actually two from Kamala today, believe it or not. Uh, we played the first one where, of course, she talks about our strong alliance with North Korea that's been there for decades. Um, not catching herself. Here's another LOL of the day. Uh, Kamala at it again <laughs> in South Korea. Check this out. So we invested in this telescope, and the images just came back, and they show us three billion years back to the beginning. Yeah, behind to all these galaxies. That's where the billion years are. It's the most are. humbling thing you what have ever seen. What the hell is she talking about? You gotta have somebody show you for it. It's absolutely humbling. Galaxies we didn't know existed. Um, so when we think we've seen everything... <laughs> Is this real audio or is that dubbed yeah, over? That's real audio. Looks like we're ready. Okay, ready. The vice president in the ZMZ zone, you know, talking to guys who have guns and bombs pointed at them 24 hours a day. Uh, but she's like, hey, if you look behind me, there are galaxies back there. That's how, <laughs> this, this is how bright she is. Galaxies are behind my head. You should have somebody show you those pictures. I mean, don't worry about getting shot, you know, from a sniper's bullet. Don't worry about that. Look at these pictures of galaxies. It was hard to hear, but at one point she says, you should Google it. You should really Yeah, Google that's it. what I heard. You should, you should Google, Google it. it. That's why I thought it was dubbed. I didn't think. I, are you sure that's real, G? <laughs> that is real. Yep. Oh my god! I was yes, from C-SPAN. <clears throat> She's really that stupid. And you know what's you crazy about it? <laughs> what's crazy about it is that's the stuff that she was talking about like a week or two ago with the NASA. So it's still that's. It's like she's on a field trip. It's amazing. Um. Maybe she'll tell him about the YouTube that Bernie told us about. Yeah, I like that. Go on the YouTube. The guy's feigning his, uh, you know, interest to her stupid story there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're standing there like, uh, what the hell are we listening to? They couldn't yeah, you know, feign interest. They were just like, uh-huh. You know, meanwhile, um, I don't know if you guys know, but in Eagle Pass in Texas, uh, they had to build a new burial ground because so many illegal immigrants are uh, dying at the border. They had to come up. Uh, over 300 bodies have been processed in just one small Morgan Laredo, which is overwhelmed with illegal deaths. That the facility's cooler is at capacity. So, yeah. you know, Hakeem Jeffries, you know, I had this guy running against him today. Hakeem Jeffries said that... You know, DeSantis is inhumane and, uh, you know, uh, reprehensible for putting people on a plane or a bus to Martha's Vineyard. Meanwhile, the Democrats are responsible for hundreds of deaths, who knows, probably a month, you know, down at the border uh, in a crisis um, uh, that we have never seen in this country. So, you know, who's reprehensible? Yeah. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries for supporting the policy of an open border. Yeah. And the open border, you know, we talk about our crisis, but it's going on around the world as well. And in the U.K., uh, well, they took a man on the street to ask the uh, the people of the U.K. who are marching, marching for the rights of immigrants. And uh, they asked him one particular question. This is cut number 15, G. Check this out. No, it's your placard saying refugees welcome here. Yes, I'm just sir. wondering if you'd like to go down on a list saying you're willing to take the refugees into your home. Uh, the only problem is I rent. You rent? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe an issue? Yeah, because they've got, well, 
they put nine bedrooms in a four-bedroom house. So they said no refugees <laughs> on the rent so, uh, rental agreement. Adopt the refugee and take them into your home. Well, if I had any space, I if would. If you had but any yeah, space, oh, yeah, yeah, you would. Right. Okay. A nice place Just, to bring them because yeah. it's a bit overcrowded. Right. Yes, if I had oh, space, yeah. Thank you very much yeah. for that, love. Pop one into your home. Um, I live in a rental place, so I can't. Rental? Yeah, yeah. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Someone else's job. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry, I can't. You can't take one. I don't have, I don't have, I don't, don't have, I don't have a space. don't have the space. You don't have a refugee stay at your house? Yeah, I don't mind. You go on the list? I don't mind, yeah, I can't take, give me the other thing. Oh wait, I can't, because my house is only a little small. And Amazing. Oh. Now, would you be willing to have a refugee in your own? Uh, yes, if I had room. If you had room, it's oh, funny that. To adopt a refugee? No, thank you. No, thank you. Any reason in no. particular? I don't, what sort of refugee are you talking about? <laughs> Excuse me, would you be willing to adopt a refugee into your home? Uh, no. No. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I can't. Would you adopt a refugee into your home? Uh, no, thank you. No? Refugees <laughs> welcome. No, thank you. He's holding a sign that says refugees yeah. welcome. If I had the space. If yeah. you had the space. Yeah. So, where should we put them then? Where should we put them? Yeah. Uh, in the lorry. There's, uh, there's plenty of people who, who, who have fallen. Who are you, mate? Who, My name's Jim, who are you? My name's Alistair. I'm already adopted a refugee, thanks. What does racism mean to you? It means not equality for um, those who don't come belong here. For those that don't belong here? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> you know, do that in the US. <laughs> <laughs> the MS-13 motto, Amara Salvatrucha, means kill, rape, and control. But uh, that's why the Martha's Vineyard people didn't uh, take anyone in, right? Yeah. They should have been invited yeah. for a barbecue. At least. Exactly. That could have been shot in Martha's Vineyard. David's exactly right. It's the same, it's the same attitude. Actually, it probably was. You could tell by their, their <laughs> accents. <laughs> yes. Yeah, They're a little hoity-toitier than we are down here. Waspy. It's all... Uh, it's all fun and games until they show up on your front yard, and then all of a sudden, no, 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 not here, not here. Yeah. Me meanwhile, I think they 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 may have kind of blown it in terms of uh, what to do with the, the the immigrant process because we could just use the Martha's Vineyard model, right? Um, within forty eight hours, they had they had the military there. They had they had the national yeah. guard scooping all these people up. Yeah. They took them to a base and they whisked them away. They they deported them off the island. Uh, uh, seems like a perfect, perfect way to do it. I don't know uh, why we don't do that now. <clears throat> it's unbelievable. Um, I got something really quick. Okay, real 30 quick. seconds. You know, the FBI is purging conservatives yes. from their ranks, and they're denying them security clearance. And before you go to whistleblow, you have to go before an FBI commission to see if your whistleblowing is worthy of whistleblowing on the FBI. Right. So, so, so they, they determine if you're a whistleblower or not, and then they shut you down. By denying yeah. your uh, by denying your your clearance, which means you can't do any work, so yeah. you can't do anything, but you can't talk about it because you don't have clearance. So, like John Guindolo, you know, yeah. who I interviewed many years ago, he's been very vocal now, saying that you know the FBI guys are retiring in droves; they just don't want to deal with this crap anymore. Yeah. Uh, now, third, now they're up to thirty whistleblowers have come forward, by the way, from the FBI. Yeah, and there are more on the way. Hey, we're running out of time, real quick. Let's do the WTF of the day, G. Let's go. And let's just keep it real simple. Just okay. two yes or no questions. And this is for um, uh, Dr. Kumar. Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Um, so men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm crazy!
Is that new? The WTF? That's that, a great. That, that's a doctor. <laughs> I was just, just going to say, this guy has doctor at the end. This guy's doctor and has actual, has alphabet letters at the end of his name, like whatever. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm a chest feeder myself. So. You, you, you can't make it up. All right. With that, we'll put a wraps on tonight's show. Thank you for watching. As always, we salute our military, active and retired, our first responders across the board, the EMTs, the firefighters, the police, you name it, the uh, the garbage guys, the truck drivers, everybody out there working on the front lines. We appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for watching on the show. The Getter Chat, of course, Gio and Fran on the booth, David Zier, Damon checking in from home. We'll see you guys tomorrow night right here live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Peace.